This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Well, Kathy Tomlinson is an investigative reporter with The Globe and Mail. She has written extensively about real estate in BC, about scandals in real estate, real estate questionable practices. And her latest investigation takes a look at money laundering and a particular money laundering scheme. And Kathy joins us on the line now. Kathy, thanks so much for being here. Good morning. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I read through the article and it reads uh, like some kind of Hollywood script almost with the the different twists and turns. Maybe recap for us exactly what you were investigating here when it comes to money laundering and what you found. Well, the essence of it is that that people who many of whom are involved in the drug trade uh, have become private lenders, just like a bank. Uh, instead of they're not issuing mortgages when people first buy homes, they're issuing mortgages uh, to mostly Chinese newcomers who already have homes in Vancouver. And what happens is these people hear about the possibility of borrowing cash uh, for gambling and other extravagances, and they uh, they connect with these lenders. The lenders give them cash, and then the borrower gives their home as collateral. In most cases, these uh, these loans are simply paid back, and it's all a quiet transaction. Nobody knows about it. Uh, the loan payments are made overseas because the Chinese borrowers are borrowing this cash in the first place because most of their money is in China, and they can't get it out because of China's controls. Uh, you can't take out more than $50,000 in uh, U.S. dollars per year as a Chinese citizen. So you borrow the money here, and you pay it back uh, through underground banking channels or wire transfers to uh, associates of the lenders or the lenders themselves in China. And this is where it gets more serious and more sinister. Uh, According to FinTrack, um, a lot of the fentanyl or most of the fentanyl that's coming into Canada is coming through China, of course, but it's being purchased with money that's being wired to uh, people in China who are then shipping it here. And there's a full circle if you connect all the dots there. So the people that are being targeted, though, or being being questioned or being approached by these private lenders, presumably, though, if they already own property, these are wealthy people. Absolutely. Their wealth is in China, though. That's right. the key. They can't get it out again because of the capital control. So this is a very convenient way for them to borrow a lot of cash here in Vancouver. Um, you know, there's also questions about that. Uh, you know, they are obviously, in a way, laundering money as well, although we don't know certainly that their wealth is proceeds of crime in China, but they are able to get around the laws in China by uh, getting money here and then paying it back in China instead of... And, oh, we've lost... Uh, Kathy's phone has just uh, dropped out, so we will get her back on the line uh, because I have a lot of questions about this. If you want to check out the article, it is in the Globe and Mail. You can uh, catch it online as well. BC vows crackdown after Globe investigation reveals money laundering scheme. And even the photos in it of the homes that uh, Kathy has discovered that are involved in this type of money laundering scheme. And these are only the ones that have made it uh, to court. And there we have Kathy. I think we have Kathy. Kathy back on the line. Sorry about that. I <laughs> That's don't know okay. what happened there. That is okay.
Uh, I mean, you were saying you were saying that uh, that money laundering, in a sense, because uh, with people getting the money out of China. What struck me was if if people are using these underground banks in China to pay the money back and to do this, why wouldn't they just do that in in the first place? Why are they attracted to these, or why do they get involved with these private lenders? Again, because they want the money here. Um, they're they're not they're able to transfer money back and forth in China, but they're not able to get it out of China. That's the key. Um, again, they borrow the money here. I know it's complicated, hard to understand. It took me a while to get my head around it. Um, but they borrow the money here, and then they pay it back from one bank account, their bank account in China, into the lender's bank account in China. So that's the key: is that they're it's money that they can't access here otherwise. They've normally maxed out their borrowing uh, power here at banks. They've got mortgages on their homes already, bank mortgages. And as newcomers, they have limited credit. So they, they can't get a large amount of legitimate money out of a bank. So here, there's, there's an opportunity for the lenders. And in in the piece that you've written, too, it talks about the interest rates, these uh, huge interest rates. And the cases that you've been able to uncover and write about are the ones that where things have gone sideways and have ended up in court. Right. And that's the key here, too, is we're, we're really only able to track this if and when the loan is either in dispute or in serious default, because when the defaults happen, the uh, because the lenders have a claim to the home, they go to court in order to try to force a foreclosure and a sale of that home or to get their money out. Um, So that's only, again, a small fraction, but it's very revealing to look at these cases. Uh, In some cases, uh, the the lender makes this claim and then it's disputed by, uh, in most cases, the wives of the husbands who borrowed the money, whose names are on title for the houses, and they say, I didn't know anything about this loan. Uh, and then, you know, there are other cases where there's allegations of threats and extortion, where, uh, you know, in order to get the money paid back, in one case, uh, the lender, uh, the borrower claims, or actually this was a person who'd offered their home up as collateral, they claimed that the lender forced them under threat of violence from Vietnamese gang members to sign her property over to the lender, and uh, then the lender sold it. Uh, which is uh, of, of a way of money laundering in itself, and in that then the proceeds from that house uh, is clean money. Right. Again, complicated, but when you get your head around it, it's it's brilliant, really. Uh, obviously, in a very you know dubious way, uh, in a shady way, but it's this is a way for them to secure their money, no matter what happens. Even if the lender doesn't pay back the loan, as most of them do in China, uh, they register the claim against the home uh, through the through the form of a lawsuit or, in some cases, a builder's lien. They pretend to be builders who've built the house when they really didn't. Those are claims against the home. So the home can't be sold until the claim is cleared. Uh, in other cases, they have a mortgage. And if the mortgage isn't paid, they can foreclose on the property. And they're able to, through the court, they're able to say, listen, we have this claim against this property plus interest. If the borrower doesn't show up to fight that in court, the judge awards the lender the money that they're owed. So some of this is being, some of this very questionable criminal activity is being facilitated unknowingly by judges in our courts. 
where does it go from here? The the headline being that BC is uh, is going to vows to crack down. Have you had that response or any response to this? Well, the Attorney General, yes, that, uh, immediately after the story came out, uh, David Eby put out a statement uh, saying that he was very concerned about this. He called it uh, tr- very troubling. Uh, and he says that uh, this is going to expand the scope of the independent investigation by Peter German, who, uh, as you likely know, is looking into uh, money laundering in casinos. And, of course, that's where a lot of this money goes, too. These people borrow money to gamble, so that's another factor. But this certainly expands it into real estate and loan sharking. And uh, and if uh, Mr. Eby certainly uh, suggested strongly that this would be a significant part of Mr. German's investigation from this point on. All right, Kathy, we'll leave it there. It is a fascinating piece. Thank you so much, and thanks for joining us to talk about it today. Thank, thank you. All right, that is Kathy Tomlinson, Tomlinson, an investigative reporter. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.